You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Oh, you want me to go first? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Oh. You want to start over? No. Oh. And you are... Marshall Josh Schaefer. Okay. And also... Calamity Queen Bee. <laughs> hey, no. No, you're taking on titles, too. <laughs> it's Great. a good trope. You should do it. <laughs> no, I'm good. Thanks, though. So today we are talking not about Westerns, but because we've already done a podcast on that. But we're going to talk about space Westerns. There's a lot of po- uh, different topics or movies that we could talk about within this topic of like Star Trek and Star Wars and everything else that's kind of considered a space Western, even though most of those are space operas or space samurai flicks or whatever else you want to go with. Like there's very few specific like sci-fi Westerns that are actually sci-fi Westerns like Westworld and Firefly and Westworld. Cowboys and Aliens. Cow- thank you. Mm-hmm. That one that I f- always forget exists because, wow, it's awful. So <laughs> so I figured today, we'll, since the topic was raised, let's actually discuss the three or four or whatever actual space westerns we can think of. And I think, you know, the one that we start with, because it's the first one that I can think of off the top of my head. Back is- to the Future 3. That would be the number four. Five. <laughs> no, that would be the fourth one. Where were you during the discussion we were actually trying to... <laughs> I just remembered it. <laughs> I mean, it's not technically in space, but I think it fits the genre. So, yeah, Westworld, mm. which mm. is a movie I thoroughly enjoy. Yes, quite. Thank you for joining the discussion. I, I actually didn't like the movie as much as I liked the TV show. Well, I mean, that's but, fair. It's, well, they're different. Um, it, it's decent movie. They're, yes. they're, they are very different beasts. Because, yes. I mean, the, the show bases itself on the um, premise of the movie, but it goes in a very different direction with all of it. It had to stretch it out a little bit more. Well, not just stretch it out, but it also, like, the movie doesn't actually explore what is, like, the whole concept from the robot perspective. It's just, like, robot bad and go kill, because mm-hmm. that's right. what's in its programming. But the the TV show makes the robots key characters and their growth and evolution about whether they're just robots or actually have AI souls or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's more so. anime, huh? It's very anime. I mean, I guess I don't watch enough anime to be able to speak to that. And honestly, there's probably a whole lot more space westerns if we look at the anime genre. Yeah, probably. So, I can so, think of a couple. Draws influence from, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, no, I like the I I like the movie. I think the first one is mm-hmm. good. I think the second one, Future World, kind of it loses, dropped uh, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> one weird appearance from Yul Brenner and <laughs> what appearance by Yul Brenner isn't weird though? I mean, he was really good in The King and I. <laughs> was he Was he still the man in the black hat in The King and I? Was it like that the robot just dropped? No, in there? but that would have made The King and I amazing. <laughs> Because it's only really an okay musical. It's I, might, okay. I might have watched it at that point. <laughs> right? <laughs> the King and I, but everyone is replaced by robots <laughs> from Westworld. <laughs> that would be amazing. Let's do that one. Yeah, either of the Brolins in there, because the, the younger or the older Brolin, because they were in Westworld. Just be like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> but when we're saying, um, what? Cowboys in space, yeah. Space westerns, yeah. Um, we're really talking about the fantasy genre of putting um, the West into a future reality. Yeah. yeah, it's well because so. Cowboys and Aliens, I think, would count in it, even though it's technically a western where space comes to the cowboys, right? 
Not and not the other way around. That's kind of how Westworld, the TV show, is too. Well, but technically, they transplant the West onto a different planet. Like I think Westworld is technically a different world. At least in the first one, I think the second one kind of muddied that by pretending it was just in the movie. Yes, in the TV show, it's actually just kind of like a Disney World for adults. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the first movie, though, I think says that it's actually a different planet. The second mm-hmm. movie, though, I think just ignores that fact and puts it back on Earth, which was silly. Yeah. Which is silly. Yeah, because yeah, I can swear there's like a, a bad topographical, because everything in the Westworld series is kind of bad, a bad topographical map in the first movie where they actually show like a planetary asteroid exterior. I can't remember. And then like little like pockets where they've actually put like domes or something where the various worlds like fit in or something like that. That's It's weird. So... I'll take your word for it. Uh, if I, I I feel like I might be transplanting that transposing that with the um second episode of um Futurama. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Where they go onto the the moon and there's like this like go Or maybe the Netflix show uh what is it? Love Sex and Robots, I think. Oh, they that, did oh, that. That's that a, good a good one too. That yeah. Was, yeah. With no the, there's a couple of space westerny spots in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, there are. Yeah. yeah. A, a couple of them. Yeah. So but yeah, no, I mean, I, I get what you're saying with the, the genre of it. It's like the fantasy of cowboys transposed against some sort of space right. theme. Because then you have the full opposite side of it where you have Firefly. Right. Especially with the... Which is actually a space western. A we- yeah. yeah. All the western tropes stretch mm-hmm. to space because that level of technology is easy to reproduce. Yes. All you need is guns and horses, and then you can build your own whatever, and the infrastructure can be whatever it is. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So... So, but out of all of them, my favorite is Serenity. Out of all the space westerns that people have done, the movie, the movie. Oh, I, I mean, sure. I love the entire Firefly mm-hmm. um, storyline. Yeah. Well, there the the setting and the um, consistency on the show is good. The movie is just a very tightly plotted single plot line, whereas the show has Josh Whedon's usual like gonna do a long season wide arc which just so happens to not finish because the show, show got cancelled right what? So which sad. was sad yeah, yeah. It was it doesn't sad. track for anything Fox does <laughs> I mean they did give both Dollhouse and Terminator two seasons <sighs> don't talk about Terminator it's still raw it's very raw I just watched the new Terminator and it still feels raw to me because like you know they we'll, we'll get to this in a Terminator podcast at some point when you guys have actually seen the new movie but like the fact that they throw out all the old continuity for the first two movies which i accept but i really like the terminator tv show me too stupid fox <laughs> it all started with firefly in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> that that was their first sin <laughs> but back to space um so it, in westworld yes. you're you're basically having people relive or live their lives out through mm-hmm. uh it, it basically it's an adult disney where you, you're allowed to go you can sleep with the robots you can interact with oh the yeah, robots. yeah i mean it was a 1970s movie with a pg rating i think yeah. so there's a whole lot there's very little actual robot fucking but you know they did it in the background because they talk about it right and yeah. then and then it goes all it goes all bad yeah it goes it, all it, it goes very michael crichton because yes. it was a michael crichton production mm-hmm. and, wrote, it, and did he direct it too i know you wrote it i think he i know he wrote it he might have actually directed that um the movie yeah. yes the tv show sure, absolutely no. No, 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 no. That's a Nolan production. Right. That the 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 brother behind like uh, person of interest and all those. Yeah, yeah. No, he uh, Crichton at least wrote, wrote. I think you're right. I think he directed uh, Westworld. He did as direct well. it. Yeah, I'm smart. 
<laughs> oh, burn. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he that that it's it's very much on track with what Crichton does, which is the let me introduce this concept and then show how humanity is fucked. Right. Well, that's basically every story of his. Yes, he likes yeah. he likes showing. How I mean, humanity is fucked. Like Westworld is based. Jurassic Park is basically Westworld. The same exact oh, story. Just oh, with dinosaurs instead of robots. Yeah, except there's kids instead of only adults. Oh, people don't fuck the dinosaurs. You don't know that. That we know about. Which would have made for a very interesting third movie as opposed to what we got. Newman. Let's just say. A whole uh, new meaning to Jurassic World. Newman from uh, Seinfeld was getting pretty frisky. (laughs) Hey, don't dino shame him. I'm not. Just saying he got some uh, little tarry on his face. Yeah, no, that money shot at the end was pretty bad for him. But no, I mean it's it's the same concept. So you just you have a theme park built around a single scientific idea, and then the scientific idea shows, hey, I'm gonna go crazy and break free, and then carnage ensues. So it's like Zoo Tycoon. Michael yeah. Crichton created Zoo Tycoon. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. I mean, it is. And if you've played Zoo Tycoon, you basically you can just do the same thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when I release all the cages. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it in Zoo Tycoon that one person who's been pissing you off the entire game gets to live? Like he's never the one they actually eat. Well, that happens in Roller Coaster Tycoon yeah. as well. Like you'll have one guy who bitches and complains the whole time. I don't like it here. I want to <laughs> go home. But then he spends like 20 years wandering your park. You're like, go the fuck away. You're ruining my ratings. <laughs> exactly. Why don't you go on this one roller coaster that explodes outside the park limits? Yeah. And it's like you pick him up. And then you drop him by the entrance. He goes, I want to go home. Oh, look, the exit. I want to go get pot cotton candy. What the fuck, dude? Go away. <laughs> that kind of happens in Westworld. I know. I feel that. <laughs> right? But, you know, I actually, I mean, I really like the movie. The first mm-hmm. one. It's goofy and it's very 70s. But Yul Brenner sells the crap out of his villain. But I think the TV show really expands the scope and is much more it's, interesting and deep. Yeah, it's more focused. I wouldn't say it's more focused. It just has more story it wants to tell over the course of what it does. Whereas Crichton really just want to be like, robots bad. Because that was all Crichton was in. Or like Japanese people bad, like <laughs> Rising Sun. Or <laughs> women bad. That was Disclosure, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hope no one takes these quotes out of context. I think everyone who's read a Michael Crichton or watched one of his movies be like, no, yeah, that tracks. That's that's pretty much on point. That's what he does, yeah. Time, time travel, bad. That yeah. was that was timeline. <laughs> <laughs> and humanity's fucked. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, because one guy goes back and gets the bubonic plague and then dies there. And you're like, well, that's sad for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thanks for that plague. <laughs> plague. <laughs> So, what's your favorite out of out of any potential space western? What's your favorite? Mine. Yeah. What's your favorite, Josh? I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. Firefly. Firefly. Oh, I thought thought you were like, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. What I say? (laughs) She already established. I really liked it. (laughs) She established earlier in this podcast. If you go and listen, Serenity is my favorite. Serenity is her favorite. That is true. Because Back to the Future 3 is garbage, but I still love it. I mean, if we're thinking about it, it has vampires and stuff in it, but also has horses and guns in a futuristic setting. Technically, I think Vampire Hunter D counts. It's, a, it's an it anime. Does. It does. It's it does very, we, it's very wet. Like especially the second one, which is even more westerny. Yeah, you got Cowboy Bebop, which is kind of westerny. Yeah, but I don't watch that one. I've watched like Outlaw four Star. anime. Was Outlaw Star? Outlaw Star is an anime that's westerny. Trigon, Trigon. 
That one's Western. has a little bit of Western <laughs> to it, too. I don't yeah. know. I'm just going to try and list all the anime you know I haven't seen. Cowboy. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. It's in the title. Or on High School Host. Howdy Doody. Howdy Doody. Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story is also a Western. <laughs> Prove me wrong. He brought Fight it up. Me. So let's, let's discuss the tropes of the modern day Western guys. Uh, so what do you sacrifice himself? <laughs> so, Back to the Future 3 then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one's, I like that one. That one is goofy. But yeah. I, I, I like it better than I like Back to the Future 2 because it at least gives us something different. Different, yeah. Yeah. And Back to the Future 2, honestly, to get a little political, is feeling real too real right now. Because of Trump? Yeah. 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 Anyway, Back to the Future 3, what? though. You've, you've seen the second one, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, they I based all Biff off of tr- Donald Trump. They did literally they really? did. Yeah. Oh, wow. They literally okay. did. And they're like, this is the worst case scenario for what could happen in the world. And then it happened. Happened, yeah. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> How did you know, you, you far-seeing Idiocracy. Bastard? <laughs> yeah. That one? yeah, okay. That's the phrase you were living in. Right <laughs> I'd vote for President Camacho. <laughs> Over President Trump? Yes. Over anyone. Rondo, it's what plants crave. <laughs> <laughs> Still not a space western. No. <laughs> no. There's desert. <laughs> I know we got here from Back to the Future 2, but we were talking about Back to the Future 3. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> My co-host, everyone. <laughs> it's good. It's a little goofy at parts, like you said. but It is. Still not my favorite. No, the first one's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first, first Back to the Future. Yeah, the first one's the best of the whole set, only because they don't try and shoehorn in this whole plot line about Marty McFly suddenly being this, like, macho ego dude and can't, like, be called a coward by everyone, which is so not in the first movie. Right, exactly. Because yeah. he is a coward in the from? first movie. Yeah, because he's totally a coward and he's willing to run. And it's like, suddenly, no, you are a chicken. He's like, Oh, suddenly I have to care about this? When what did that they happen? Don't like right. me. Is it just because they gave him Elizabeth Shue as his girlfriend and suddenly he's like, I gotta get tough? I mean <laughs> It was just a recasting guy. Face his girlfriend. Yeah, it was first movie, it, man. It was, it was it was just an a recasting, dude. <laughs> that's what happened when your mom tries to No, that's true. I mean, when your mom tries to fuck you in the past, it's gonna change your entire way of looking at things. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Literally and figuratively, folks. <laughs> uh, okay. Do we have anything further? <laughs> no, I, I think I, I think, think you killed it. <laughs> <laughs> We've definitely hung this one out to dry. It, it's it's noon and 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 we've shot the... <laughs> high noon. <laughs> yeah, it's high noon. We're, do, we're good. Get him, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I had some like coconut so I could make horse noises. <laughs> That's Monty Python. I mean, out of all the all the westerns that we could, I actually kind of like A Hundred Ways to Die in the West from. Um, oh, Seth. Uh, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, I, actually I like, like that, that movie, one. even though it's not a space western. It's not a space western. No. Uh, technically, like it. it's Doc, still not. Doc Brown is in it, so it's an extension of Back to the Future <laughs> you're, Three, you're which right. I still argue is not a space western. But okay. <laughs> He has crazy hair, which means he's a mad scientist, which means he's from space. No, no. The entire Back to the Future movie takes place on terrestrial Earth. Prove it. We can go watch them then. Okay. Okay. We'll report back later, guys. (laughs) Found our next podcast, by the way. (laughs) What? Is Back to the Future on Earth? Question mark? (laughs) It's like a five-second podcast. Is Back to the Future on Earth? Answer. 
Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And solved. (laughs) And then the end credits play, and we go, and uh, thank you for listening to Not So Life from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, was... Josh Schaefer. That was Marshall Josh Schaefer. You don't even remember your name? I got demoted. (laughs) Calamity Queen B. And we will see you next time.